It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good morning, Armor Insiders. I hope you all are doing well after yesterday's, what was it, hour and a half swoon in the market. Let's dive into our virtual hedge fund experience. I'm going to walk you through um, some of the action on our live trading desk yesterday. We're going to talk big picture, macro, uh, what yesterday means to, um, to the risk monitor. If anything, dive into a couple of stocks that we're trading and looking at, things that are at the top of the whiteboard and how we're managing success slash risk. So remember, I like to say you guys are the um, you guys are the portfolio managers at a virtual hedge fund. So take the information from me and other sources, figure out what your strategy is, your goal, risk tolerance, and then execute it. Be the smart money. Take your responsibility. Okay. All right. Um, I titled today's discussion, move along, nothing to see here. What happened yesterday is nothing to even think about. Now, there's going to be a whole lot of people. They always come out of the woodwork. Scaring you about oscillators and overbought and all this other baloney. And all I say to you is just take a step to the left. Sky's falling, right? That's what they're going to tell you. They're chicken littles. They're everywhere. Um. So from a stock market investing point of view, what happened yesterday is a chicken little moment. And they're everywhere. And they're going to bark at you about overbought and this can't go up. And this, these are the reasons why the market has to go down baloney. Here are some things they don't tell you. Number one, that oscillator they come up with, and there's many let me tell you something about technical analysis. I've been doing it a long time. I could create any oscillator I want to tell you something's overbought or oversold whenever it is. I mean, that's just a fact, okay? You can mess with the inputs and come up with all types of answers. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. I could get, take any oscillator, change the parameters, come up with something that would tell you it's overbought or oversold. So it's meaningless if it doesn't come um, behind it from, uh, uh, not only with um, statistical analysis that proves out the fact over a long period of time through many different cycles, and if it doesn't come from somebody you trust. So if you're reading it off of, you know, X, forget it. That's what they don't tell you. They also don't tell you that that oscillator that's overbought, it's been overbought for weeks, and they've been chirping about it for weeks. They hope you forget that. And then they come out yesterday. Oh, I told you, I told you it's overbought. You, you, you told me that three weeks ago. <laughs> Market went through the roof. Pointless. Doesn't help me run money at all. I'm going to tell you what the risk monitor is saying right now. And I'm, I'm going to share with you where the big changes are. That's not one oscillator, right? It's, it's confluence across multiple indexes using multiple 
technical analysis tools that's gone through multiple optimizations over multiple years. You're getting the point, right? Here's what else they don't tell you. And this is probably the most important thing that Chicken Little screaming about oscillators and overbought readings won't tell you. Write this one down. Remember it. Put it in your trading book. Because it's going to like mess with your brain a little bit. Ready for this? Overbought readings are a part of a bull market. They're a part of a bull market. <clears throat> What should scare you more is when a market can't get overbought. That's a bear market. That's a bear market. These same people will tell you it's oversold. It's oversold. Now it's time to buy and the market keeps going down. So bull markets are constantly overbought. Bear markets are constantly oversold. That's just the way it is. And there'll be blips along the way. There'll be short-term rallies in a bear market that look like the oversold reading is going to be positive, and then it rolls over and craters again. And the same thing is true about a bull market. So we're overbought. We all know it. The, the uptrend was not sustainable. We talked about it on this desk for the last, really the last week, through all of my bull market excitement, I've been saying to you, we must hold on to our cash, right? I talked to you about that. Whatever cash you had allotted for at the start of November when you put money to work must stay in cash until the first consolidation or sell-off occurs that will set up the next wave higher. That's when we can go all in with all of our cash if we want to. So conservative portfolios, I've got somewhere around 20% cash. Aggressive portfolios, you know, maybe just 10. But what I did yesterday, so now wrapping up this thought on the market, um, overbought is, is a bullish thing in a bull market. So there's nothing to worry about there. Um, we knew there needed to be a consolidation. And then here's the last piece to this stock market investing part of this morning meeting conversation, the macro. Um, we're at the end of the year. Volume gets thin. Buy programs disappear, markets can crater over an hour and a half period. It means nothing by itself. We're coming to the end of the year. You could see the exact opposite on other days between now and the 31st. There could be a day the market skyrockets and you're sitting around saying, what the hell is going on? There's, there's just no liquidity. It gets less and less and less. Buy program comes in. There's no sellers left. Bang. Don't read too much into the crazy volatility on a day-to-day -day basis. So let's talk real quick about what the risk monitor would say. The risk monitor's green. It's not changing colors unless we get multiple breaks below the 25-day or 50-day moving average depending on the index. We got 10 indexes. We're following the indexes up. The moving averages are following the indexes up. There'll be volatility when you get far away from moving averages. We live through that volatility. We're not over trading our account. We live through that volatility. 
if multiple indexes close below the 25 or 50, it depends on the index. And, and that is really determined by the, the um, um, what am I trying to say? Not the level of ascent, but the aggressiveness of the ascent, right? So if the, if the, if the asset ripped so fast that the 25-day moves X percent away from the 50, then we have to start using the 25-day because there's just too much air between the market and the 50, okay? So in some instances, you may see us raise some cash in our index-only portfolio that owns all 10. A couple might get stopped out the 25-day, and a couple more will make it to the 50. If three of the 10 get stopped out, risk monitor will go yellow, depending on what the three are. If it was the S&P and the NASDAQ 100, we might go red. You just see what I'm saying? Like it's the most important indexes might go red, but chances are it'll be some of the ancillary indexes that get tripped out first. That's usually what happens because the other two are the leaders. And so we'll go yellow. We'll see what happens. If the leaders hold, we'll go back to green on the next follow through. That's what the risk monitor will do. Yesterday means nothing by itself. Weekly charts are more important right now than any one day during the week. Those are my thoughts. Stock market investing, macro picture. Um, I just wanted to share this chart with you right here and and humbly, humbly make a suggestion. I say it in all humility. If you were on the trading desk with us yesterday via our private Slack room for Armor Insiders, or if you were on the live stream, our private YouTube video for Armor Insiders, so you're joining me on the desk all day and we're trading, you would have heard me say and you would have read the following quote at 240. I said at 240, got to get off the desk, see you tomorrow at 845, the selling is ugly, so reduce exposure if necessary. I said that right here, those three down arrows, that was the message. The market was trading up here. You could see what happened from my message to the close. And I say in all humility, if you're not joining us on the desk and you are a trader, so you trade and you're not on the desk via the Slack room or the, the live stream. I respectfully suggest you consider joining that. Now, if you're an investor, you can't be on the desk all day. I get that. Even then, 11.30 and 2.30, this was 2.40, so we were talking about it, right? 11.30 and 2.30 and 3.30, depending on the day, I'm going to make updates. Anytime you come into the desk, say, Brett, I can't be on the desk all day, but I can pop in there for a certain moment, 11.30, 2.30, 3.30, pop in those moments. If I'm not giving an update, just ask me, direct message, ask right in the room, hey, let's do an update. I just, I just got here. What have I missed? Happy to update you in the Slack room. Happy to share it with you on the live stream. Okay? That's the type of information you're going to get. So if you needed to defend a portfolio at 240 yesterday was the time to defend it. And this is what we did. 
the first thing I do when I defend a portfolio, um, and so there's many different ways to defend a portfolio, okay? The first thing I said, so now I'm just going to go over my portfolio changes. The first thing I do when I say something's wrong and I got to raise some cash, I'm a LIFO guy. If you're an accountant or, you know, accounting 101, right? Last in, first out. Last in, first out. I immediately go to whatever I've added recently and it's gone. We were already out a nugget in the morning. I sold XOP immediately. Okay. Just if I bought it the last 48 hours, it's gone. We were long hive. We were long micro strategy. We booked profits in these things. I just banged them out. Okay. That's micro strategy. I still want to get long again, but I'm not long right now. And I'm not long hive right now. Booked a nice profit in hive. Okay. And you can see it closed in almost like a kind of a little hammer top. Not, not a very good looking chart right there. But both of which are up a little bit this morning. Okay. So the first thing I do, last in, first out. Any day trade that I'm thinking of carrying overnight, hive, micro strategy, gone, book a profit, done. Not, not doing that. The market looks ugly. I don't need that. Then I go to the stocks that I've added in the last 24, 48 hours. Out, out. Then the last thing I do is look at my stops. So let's go run through the portfolio real quick and see what stocks hit the stop. Okay. Airbnb is the 14 day moving average. I didn't sell it. Okay. Arms fine. Biotech. You can see where the red line is. That's my stop. So this is normal action, although not pleasant, but that's the way it is. Okay. There's my stops. Not selling Coinbase. Equinix above the stop. Amazing that IoT held this. I thought that would have been banged out yesterday. It didn't. There's biotech right there. Triple the biotech. I've got NVIDIA calls. I'm not selling those yet, nor am I selling Meadow, nor would I. The stock actually had a good day. Um, so I'm just rolling through the positions in the portfolio, and you can see the red lines. Are we there or are we above? If we're above, we held it, right? So you could see this was the normal air under the market. There was nothing here except for URA. URA closed on the stop. I exited URA actually as I was leaving the desk. I decided to take that out right here when URA failed to get above the armor moving average yesterday. And I mentioned to you guys, this looks ugly. I've been, I was removing that stock right here on that failed attempt. Happy to come back into it. I'll be looking for an opportunity to get back into URA, but for right now, I'm not going to hold uranium. That was the only stock in the portfolio that hit a stop except for, here's UWM. So this is close, actually not except for. Small caps are still higher. Let's go look at the underlying index. Okay, that closed right on the stop. And so I'm going to leave you with this thought. And then I'll see you guys on the on the desk. Um, we'll get that going at 9.30. Um, what I said to you guys here is small caps we caught early, right? Here's the, we just talked about this yesterday. I think yesterday morning, the morning meeting. Or I didn't do a meeting We you know, at the start of trading yesterday. Um, you could see we're in a channel on small caps. We bought them right off the bottom of the channel. They've run to the top of the channel. I expect them to consolidate up here 
after these massive up bars with gaps. It's either going to consolidate up here and I'm going to hold it or it's going to take out the low of yesterday. You can see it stopped right at the low of yesterday. And so far this morning, the markets are higher by about 1%. Okay, so it's going to come off the low a bit. If it takes out this, the low of yesterday, I will be reducing my exposure to the small cap index. For obvious reasons, I have to do it. it. It's just in a channel and it's challenging the channel. If it wants to close the gap, I don't need a full position. So what I may be doing in here, if the weakness comes back after yesterday, could just be a shot across the bow. I wanted to show you this chart real quick. I mean, this, this, this right here. Last time we got up here, there was a big down day. It ran right up to the yellow dash line and closed down. That looked like a very negative bar. And then the next two days, it made a new high before finally taking out the low of that bar on a closing basis here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight days later before it took out the stop. And then there was some selling that had to be respected. Okay. This was selling. And then the reaction to it was to rally, to test. And then it finally takes out that level eight days later. And that's where you'd exit. Notice how this um, um, maroon red line is the 25 day moving average. That's the day it closes. 25-day moving average and breaks the uh, um, the uptrend. Uh, yeah, breaks the uptrend and below that key um, selling day. So what will this turn out to be? If it takes it out today, I'm going to be reducing exposure. It's so far away from the 25-day moving average. I, I'm not looking to sell my whole exposure. I would reduce the exposure let it close the gap, see if it holds the moving averages, and on the follow-on buy signal, put the trade back, right? And what we call that on our desk is trading around the core. So to wrap up today, this is a bull market. There will be wild volatility. We're at the end of the year, so you can expect crazy action like that. It doesn't mean anything. It's not The market's not trying to tell you something yet. If it's a weekly close that's really ugly, then something else is going on. But one day doesn't mean anything. The markets are so far away from the uptrend, so far away from their moving averages, that they're going to come back down or they're going to consolidate and wait for the averages to get up to them. Normally, with an uptrend this strong, they consolidate up top as the moving averages get to them. That's normally, statistically, I would expect that. If we close below stops on indexes, I'll be reducing exposure, but not cutting it out. I'll be trading around a core position with the 25 or the 50 day as the stop on those indexes. I may sell individual stocks faster and raise cash there. Special situations fund might go to cash faster. Indexes are following the risk monitor. Risk monitor won't go red unless we break below 25 and 50 day. So there'll be shakeouts. There'll be some risk monitor yellow maybe as some things get tripped out. And then the follow on buy signal, we ramp back up. All right. So uh, monitoring stops today. No uh, new investments at this point. We already talked about that before. Why would we make it now? So there's no new investments right now. 
we're just going to get to the end of the year with the portfolio we have, raise cash if stops get hit. So we'll have a bit of a cash position and we'll be ready for the next leg up. That, that's the managing success mode that we're in right now. I wish you all a wonderful trading session. Look forward to working with you guys on the desk. Um, we'll get that started at, uh, at 9.30. So everybody have a great trading session. And remember, at the end of the day, you're the portfolio manager. Be the smart money. Execute your strategy, guys. You can do it. All right? Take care. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.